0: Today we're looking in the Book of Matthew, chapter number two. The book of Matthew, chapter number two. This morning, <clears throat> going to begin reading with verse number one. Matthew, chapter number two. Begin reading with verse number one. The Bible says that now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler, who shall shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him back word to, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Morning. The title of my message is Wisdom from the Wise Men. Father, I thank you for the Word of God today. It is indeed a lamp unto our feet, it is indeed a light unto our path. God, I pray that your anointing will rest upon the message and upon the messenger, Lord, today. God, I pray that you will give us ears upon our heart today. God, there have been many distractions this morning. There's been problems with the sound equipment and the PA and all of these things, the enemy of our soul trying to disrupt and trying to stop what you want to do in this service. But God, I just pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we take authority over him in the name of Jesus, and we release the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, do your work in this service, in the remaining part of this service, and let the glory of God be revealed in this house. We ask all of these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and all of God's people said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Now you've heard me say in more, on more than one, of one occasion that there are two ways to acquire wisdom. One of the ways that you can acquire wisdom in your life is, is through personal experience. You know, three steps forward and two steps back. But there is another way that you can acquire wisdom, and that is you can borrow from those that have wisdom. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, and verse 20, that if you will walk with the wise, you indeed will become wise. And so this morning, we are going to see if we can gain some wisdom from the wise men that came to see Jesus. Now, there are three things that I want to point out to you this morning and this passage. And the first thing I want us to notice today, I want us to notice the search. I want us to notice the search. You see, somehow these wise men heard about the birth of the Savior and they set out in search of Him. There are two things about this search I want us to to notice this morning. And, And the first is the source. I want us to notice the source of their Search, and the source is none other than God himself. You see, God placed the desire in the heart of these wise men to search for Jesus. It was God that put in their heart the desire to seek and to search for the Savior. Now, Now, whether we know it or not, God has placed within the heart of every man on planet Earth an inordinate desire for God. Within the heart of every man there is a desire, there is a craving, there is a longing, there is a yearning, there is a desire for fellowship with his creator. You see, man was born with a God-shaped hole in his heart. You see, without God in the life of man, man is empty. And it doesn't matter, no matter what, that man tries to fill up all the emptiness that is on the inside of him. It might be drugs, it might be alcohol, it could be sex, or it might be money or entertainment or possessions, or the list is a mile long. But no matter what, man tries to fill up that emptiness, that void, that is on the inside of him, it never, ever works. Man still remains empty and dissatisfied. Because God made that hole in man's heart. God made it God-shaped. And God and only God through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is able to fill up that void and that God-shaped hole that is in the heart of man. I want us to notice that these wise men sought out Jesus. They didn't wait for Jesus to one day seek them out. But they sought out Jesus. So let me ask you this morning, are you searching for Jesus? Because I believe that, that there's somebody here today, and you are searching for Jesus this morning. You, you're not aware that it is Jesus. You don't know that it is Jesus you are searching for. But oh, there is that longing, that yearning. Oh, there is that emptiness on the inside of you, and you've tried everything in the world to fill the void. But I'm telling you that you are searching for Jesus today. He and he alone can fill the void. That's in your heart today. If you have sought for peace. If you sought for joy. If you have sought for true satisfaction. All of your life. And yet you still empty. You still feel empty inside. There's still a void. Oh on the inside of you. I want to point you this morning to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he and he alone can fill the void. And give true meaning for life. It was Jesus himself that said in John 14 and 27, he said, I am leaving you with a gift. And here's the gift. He said, peace of mind and peace of heart. And he said, a peace that the world is unable to give. Second thing I want us to notice about the search of the wise men is, I want us to notice the star. Notice the star the bible says that god led these wise men to jesus by guiding them with a star Amen. may i suggest that that you and i are the star that god is using today to lead people to jesus god used a literal star to lead the wise men to where Jesus is. But you and I today, as individual Christians, and you and I today, as the church, we, we are the star today that God is using to point people to Jesus. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Back to our text this morning. Notice verse number 9 of chapter 2 of Matthew. It says, After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And notice what it says next. And the star, and the star they had seen in the east, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where Jesus was. The star led them to Jesus. And it was like a Spotlight in a play or a concert. And the star shined directly on Jesus. Placing all of the focus on Him. May I say this morning that that's our job today. It's our job today to shine a spotlight on Jesus, to place all of the focus on Him. As individuals and as a church body, we we, we must make sure that that the spotlight is on Jesus and not on us. I'll never forget several years ago now, The church I was pastoring, we had the Harvester Choir from Southwestern come and do a service for us. One of our teenagers had gone to Southwestern, and she was in the Harvester Choir. And so, of course, we had the Harvester Choir come and minister, and Rhonda was her name. And so I don't know how they do it now, but back then, if you went to your home church, they let you introduce a song. And so here's Rhonda, a member of our church. Here she is, wanting everything to go great in her home church. She's a little bit nervous to introduce the song. And she begins introducing the song. And in her nervousness, she ends by saying, I just want everybody to worship us as we sing. Now we know, she meant to say, we want you to worship while we, we sing. If we're not careful, that's the way it'll become. Worship me while I sing. Worship me while I preach. Hey, focus on me. I'm really doing good, ain't I? May I suggest this morning it's not about how cool we can be. May I suggest this morning it's not it's not how innovative that we are. It's not even how talented we are, it's not how relevant and, and cutting edge that we can be. We need to remind ourselves that Jesus is still the answer. Amen. Jesus is still. The answer. Let me tell you this morning it's not about this building. It's not about the sound system. Oh, well, it's all been about the sound system this morning. It's been bad. It's not about the cool lights, not about all of that. It's about Jesus. Oh, well, the Bible talks about a time when the people tried to, spot, to shine a spotlight on John the Baptist. And John the Baptist said, no, no way. John the Baptist said, get the spotlight off of me and place it on Jesus. He He said, he must increase and I must decrease. May I suggest this morning that methods have their place? May I suggest this morning that methods are indeed important? But let me suggest also this morning that Jesus is much more important. And I want you to understand this morning, unless we forget, the power is in the message and not in the method. May I suggest to you this morning that methods will draw people to us, the message will draw people to Christ. John 12 and 32. Jesus said, if I, if I be lifted up, he said, I will draw all men unto me. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 says, the message of the cross is foolishness to the lost, but, oh, it is powerful to those who are being saved. Verse 21, God has chosen the foolishness of preaching as the method to reach the lost. May I say this to the worship team this morning? Your job is not to draw attention to yourselves, but your job is to draw attention to Jesus. And may I say to you this morning, worship team, success for you is not when people go out of here saying, Wow, what a talented worship team. No, no, no. Success for you is when they leave here saying, Wow, what a wonderful God. Wow, what the presence and the majesty and the glory of the presence of the Lord today. May I suggest that success for me today is not when people go out of here and say, what a great message. But when they walk out of here saying, oh, what a great master. Our job is, as the star, is to shine a spotlight on Jesus. We're still talking about the search. I love the story about the man... Who played the guitar? But he played the guitar different than any other played the guitar. And one day his wife said to him, Said, Honey, why do you play the guitar different than everybody else plays the guitar? He said, What are you talking about? She said, Well, I've watched them. And she said, Men, they're up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down the neck of that guitar. And up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down the neck of the guitar. And I look over at you and you're just stuck on one chord. He said, well, honey, that's easy. He said, they're looking for it. I found it. And maybe I'm describing you this morning, oh, you are in a search today. Maybe you don't even know that you are in a search today. And you've been all over the place, all over the place. You've tried this and that and something else, and nothing satisfies. And you can never find that one thing. But I'm here to tell you this morning, there is that one thing, and it is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, you can stop your search today, amen, by receiving Jesus Christ and developing a relationship with him. second thing I want us to notice today, I want us to notice the significance. The Bible says that when the wise men finally got to where Jesus was, they presented him with gifts. Look at verse 11 again. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. It says, when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, the mother, his mother. And they fell down and they worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Let's examine these gifts this morning. First of all, notice they brought gifts of gold. Now this is the gift that you give a king. Gold is a gift for a king. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 15 that Jesus is not only a king, but that he is the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. So let me ask you this this morning, who sits on the throne of your life? Have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? And then they brought frankincense. Now, frankincense was a perfumed fragrance that was used in Old Testament worship. So these wise men knew that Jesus was not only a king that deserved recognition and and deserved honor, but they also recognized him for his deity, all that he was divine, that he was God come in the flesh. And they knew that Jesus was worthy of worship. And so, so they brought him frankincense. I ask you this question this morning? Who or what do you worship? Let me give you a clue this morning. Whatever the number one priority is in your life reveals who or what you worship and who or what sits on the throne of your life. Now, people talk a good game. They talk a good game not how you talk, it's how you walk. Amen. Uh, buckle your seatbelts, there is turbulence ahead. May I suggest this morning, if you are unwilling to give God time in his house and unwilling to give God time in his word and unwilling to give God time in prayer and unwilling to give God time in ministry to others, may I suggest to you that time is more important to you than God is. And may I suggest to you that time is the one that is ruling and sitting on the throne of your life. And I suggest this morning that if you are unable to tithe or unwilling to tithe and unwilling to give offerings to God, then may I suggest that your money is your God and that money sits on the throne of your life. Because you see, whatever is the number one priority in your life reveals who or what you worship. Matthew 7 and 21, Jesus said, Not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do the will of my Father. The third gift that they brought to Jesus, they gave the gift of myrrh. Now, myrrh was a gum resin from a shrub that was used in the process of embalming. How would you like to open up that gift under your tree this Christmas? But you see, Jesus was marked from birth. There was a mark on Jesus from birth. He, he, he came not just to live, but he came to die. In fact, his whole purpose in living was to die. Amen. Matthew 20 and 28 says, The Son of Man came to give his life as a ransom for all. I suggest that just as Jesus has given up his life for us, so we should give up our lives for him. All right, we've talked a little bit about the search, a little bit about the significance. Let's close today talking about number three, the summary. Can we look at verse 11 one more time this morning? And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. And They fell down and they worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I want to suggest two things about the wise men and the gifts that they brought to Jesus. Number one, I want to suggest that they brought what they could. They brought what they could. Now, now there's no doubt that, that, that there were a multitude of things that they could not bring. But they did not allow what they could not bring. They did not allow that to stop them from bringing what they could. Now, there are many, many things that we are just unable to bring and offer to Jesus. So many things. Either we cannot afford them, or maybe we just don't possess the talent, we just don't have the ability. Maybe it's just not within our scope of authority, or whatever the reason might be. Because all of us have limitations. But don't let what you can't do keep you from doing what you can. I love the story of the man who was talking to his pastor and he said, Pastor, I wish I had $2 million. Because, Pastor, if I had $2 million, I'd give a million to the church pastor said you got 220s give god one of them see it's really easy for us to say oh if i only had this or that or something else oh this is what i would do oh i wish i could do that and if i could do that i would don't allow what you can't do to keep you from doing what you can Hey, maybe you can't sing. I've got some advice for you if you can't sing. Don't. Do everybody a favor and sing in the shower. But just because you can't sing, don't allow what you can't do keep you from doing what you can do. I have a brand new hero I got a brand new hero Ralph Terrell Ralph are you in the building Ralph Terrell is my new hero I don't know if Ralph can sing or not I do know one thing he's a good handyman and he has volunteered to help around the church and I have already... He's my new Harold. Yes. How many remember Harold? Yes. This is Harold Jr. back here. Yes. It's my new Harold. Yes. And I've already asked him to do... And he's already done a whole lot of small jobs around the church. Oh, you see, Ralph is bringing to Jesus what he can. Let me ask you this morning, what gifts do you have that you can bring to Jesus? Can you sing? Then sing in the choir. And by the way, we need men in the choir. Now, I understand it's Christmas Sunday, and this is a half a choir this morning. I understand we've got a lot of stuff going on today because it's... Christmas and they, you know, last Sunday we had all this stuff down here and now it's up here and so to get everything right and it's it's difficult and all that we're fighting a lot of battles this morning I understand we need some more men in the choir let me tell you, you will not have to check in your man card to sing in the choir (laughs) you know that bumper sticker says Real men love Jesus. Well, I say real men sing in the choir, right, Pastor Braden? Has <laughs> God blessed you with finances and used them for the Lord? Amen. The wise men brought to Jesus what they could. But not only did they bring to Jesus what they could, they also brought what they should. They brought what they should. See, see, here's what most American Christians don't understand. God has not given to us our gifts, talents, and abilities just to benefit us. Amen. Amen. He has given them to us for us to be blessed with, yes, but also to bless His work with. See, see, God specifically called these particular wise men who God knew had within their possessions the gifts that needed to strategically be given to his son. He didn't just say, "You, you and you no. He gathered together the men that had the resources, the men that had within their positions, or that within their possessions, exactly. What was needed you see God knows what we have and he knows what we don't have see some of you are always trying to be like somebody else and we pastors are the worst got to read a book and be like somebody else well it worked for them because they're somebody else I'm not somebody else I'm me I don't have their gifts. I don't have their talents. I don't have their abilities. Doesn't mean I don't have gifts. Doesn't mean I don't have talent. Doesn't mean I don't have ability, but I have my own. Amen. Hallelujah. And God doesn't want me to borrow or steal something from somebody else and do it halfway because I'm doing what they're doing. No, God wants me to find within myself the gifts, the talents, the abilities that He has put in me. Because I can be a better me than I can be a wannabe. <laughs> I'll never be a very good wannabe. But with God's help, I can become a pretty good me. Amen. Because God knows what we have and He knows what we don't have. And God will never demand from us what we don't have. On the other hand, He will always expect from us what we do have. Yeah. Yeah. I love the story of the widow in Second Kings chapter 4. Came to Elisha, the man of God help, Asking for help For her financial need And I love what Elisha Asked the widow woman He asked her What do you have In the house She wasn't thinking about what she had She was thinking about what she didn't have Amen. But Elisha says what do you have yes. in the house? And she looked around. And she said, "All oh, I got is a little jar of oil. But Elisha told her to look in her own house and see what she already had. And then God took what she already had and he used it to begin her miracle. Same thing happened when the disciples came to Jesus and, and said, Lord, we've got a problem here. We've got 5,000 people and they're all hungry. They've been here all day. Lord, you preached too long today. <laughs> and these 5,000 people are hungry. And Jesus said, go see what we've got. See what we have to work with. The disciples are thinking, do the benediction and let everybody go home. (laughs) Jesus said, go in the crowd and look in the crowd
1: and see
0: what we have. And they went through the crowd. And either only one little boy came prepared or everybody else had already munched on theirs during church. But for whatever reason, all they could come up with. And Andrew comes bringing this little boy and says, Lord, all we have is this little boy. And all he has is five little biscuits and two little perch. And Lord, what is that among so many? Jesus said, you break them up in groups of 50s and 100s. Tell them to get ready all-you-can-eat fish-and-chips buffet is about to start. Jesus said to them, go see what you have. Go through the crowd and gather up all the resources that you have. You see, God always starts with us right where we are and with what we have. Now, we think, if I only had this... If I only had that God says no I'll use What you have Give to me what you can Jesus says I'm not worried About what you can't I'm only concerned About what you can I'm not concerned about what you don't have I'm just concerned with what you Have You see the wise men Not only brought to Jesus What they could also brought to Jesus what they should. And the question for us today is, what about us? Have we brought to Jesus what we should? What we should? In three days, it's going to be Christmas. And at a Christmas time, we give to everybody. I mean even the family pet has a stocking and gets a present. I mean, he's been a bad dog. He's bit the mailman. He's growled at the mother-in-law. Well, that's okay, but no. Just kidding. We give to people we don't even like. But it's Christmas. Christmas. And so we give to everybody. What about Jesus? It's his birthday, you know. Some of you forgot. It's Jesus' birthday. Will we give to everybody except the one whose birthday we're celebrating? say, Pastor, what gift can I give to Jesus? I don't know. What do you have? What do you have? Because that's the gift that he wants this year. What you have. Give to Jesus in the same way the wise men gave to him. They gave to him what they could. What they had in their hands. What they already had. What can I give? What do you have? What do you have? God asked Moses, hey Mo, what you got in your hand, bud? Got a rod. Okay, that's what I'll use then. Amen. If he had something else in his hand, God was, okay, bud, that's what I'll use. Because God doesn't need a lot, he just needs something. Amen. He doesn't need a lot. All he needs is what you already have. Yeah. Not what you wish you had. Not if I had what Johnny had or Susie had. Not only if it's that something, no. What do you have? Amen. Amen? They gave him what they could. You know? They gave him what they should. Yes. Are you giving to him what you can and what you're able to give? I hope that you are. Father, if the worship team can get back in place this morning, please. Father, That is just pray today. You will use this message, Lord, today, this little, very simple sermon today, Lord, to speak to the heart of your people today. God, I just pray today that you will help us to glean wisdom today, the wisdom that these wise men possessed. God, may we leave this room this morning wiser, because we too learned and borrowed some of their wisdom. Bless the word of the Lord this morning, all for your glory I ask in Jesus' name, amen. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, just for a moment today, Jesus is the reason for the season, Jesus is God's gift to man. The Bible says in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever would believe in Him would not have to perish, but could have everlasting life. Jesus was the Son of God who became the Son of Man, born of a little virgin girl named Mary, supernaturally conceived, By the Holy Spirit. He lived a sinless life. And then he took the sin of all mankind. Of all past, present, and future age. He took that sin upon himself. And he became the substitute for man. Paying the price and the penalty of sin. And doing for man what man could never ever do for himself. Maybe you're here today and you have never ever received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Today is your day. Today is your day. What better day than on this Christmas Sunday for you to receive Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, no one is looking around this morning. I wonder if there's one or more in this room today. Not going to embarrass you today, not going to call you out or anything like that, but I'm just going to help you this morning. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you want to give your life to Him today, I want to see your hand in this room this morning. Just lift your hand up real high. Let me see that someone has lifted their hand and then after I see that you've lifted your hand then you can put it down. Anyone today. Anyone today. Anyone today. Father, I just pray today, Lord, that the seed has been planted in the heart of the people today. If there are those that do not know you in this room today, Lord, that the seed will be planted in their heart. Holy Spirit, you will water and Fertilize that seed, and it will eventually come to fruition. People will come to know you as Lord and Savior of their life. All for the glory of God, all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And we have one other order of business this morning. I believe that our treasurer has asked for a moment in the service this morning.
1: Hello. Hello, back again. Hey, good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I was thinking about something uh, while Pastor was finishing his sermon and uh, something that Sandy's grandfather told us years ago. But uh, I was thinking how that message was stirring me, that uh, challenging, you know. And uh, I I was thinking uh, it was kind of burning me a little bit, you know. And I remember something that... uh, uh, Sandy's grandpa told us at the end of the service of, they were coming through shaking his hand and he said, Pastor, Pastor, that was a warm message. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he's, he got thinking about that a little later and he said, warm message, warm. So he looked it up and he says, in the dictionary he says, not so hot. And he was thinking, well, I'm saying to you, Pastor, that that was a hot message. That kind of, whew. That challenged me. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. That was, that was good. That was good. This is uh, a, uh, the time of the year where we uh, receive an offering, a Christmas offering for our pastors. And uh, we want to uh, go ahead and get you thinking about that and prepare to do that. We normally give you a couple of weeks. We had a little surprise last, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago with the weather. And uh, we weren't able to uh, prepare, uh, pr- you know, prepare you at that time or let you know at that time. So last week, we did tell you that uh, we'd be receiving an offering this week for our pastors. So um, I think what we are um, absolutely uh, some of the blessed people around Amen. this Metroplex, if in, in the state. I mean we we have two of the greatest pastors that uh, I believe, I know that I've ever sat under. And uh, I am amazed at the leadership that we have with these, and I say pastors because we keep him around because of you, Sister Don. So, you know, Bulldog gets, uh, you know, he gets to it every now and then. But we, uh, we, love, we love our pastors. And I, I am so grateful that God uh, one day called us to uh, to be here. And I have been blessed ever since. I, I mean, it is just a, um, I, I just can't say enough about the leadership that we have. Amen. 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 Hey, and I didn't get to say this, but it was good to have you guys back. I mean, I know you, you know, you needed that time off and we're glad that you got to take it, but it's good to have you back. Yeah. And I know you were here last Sunday and and speaking of last Sunday, was that, that uh, program, the kids, and the, was that awesome or what? Woo! That was good. I mean, I know the, you know, the people make that happen. I uh, also know that we have a leader that had a vision and, uh, you know, followed through with that and gave us some really good quality Equipment To put on something like that Amen? Amen Anyway ushers would you come forward We're going to receive this offering And this is your chance To love on your pastors And I hope the fact that we weren't able to uh, Prepare you two weeks in advance Won't be a hindrance And uh, to coin a phrase From what we just heard Don't let what you can't do Get in the way of what you can do Let's all do something, okay? Lord, we're so grateful for our pastors. What a blessing they are to each and every one of us. Father, we just pray that you'd bless this time, this offering, in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen.
0: We have, a, we have one thing we have to do real quick. Last Wednesday, we had our church Christmas party. We also had our chili cook-off, and we have to announce the winner, right? Everyone's wanting to know. So uh, it was rigged. I'll tell you that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, our, <laughs> our second place winner was a pot of beans. <laughs> that was donated by Linda Showalter. <laughs> they were the best beans. They just kept giving and giving and giving. And our first player won by, I think it was $41, was uh, Pastor Benson's wife. So this Don, you're going to love this gift card. This is a, a Starbucks gift card. If you want to donate it to your favorite staff pastor,
1: we love you. We love you. Thank you. Uh, that would be me, so... <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here, and just one thing, Pastor does get a love offering every year, but uh, the staff, they get um, uh, bonus checks as well. Uh, we haven't received them yet, so make sure you tell Pastor to get them to us after service. Uh, make sure they're, they're big and fat. No, I'm just kidding. We got them last night at our Christmas party, so thank you so much for being here, and have a very Merry Christmas, and God bless